Number three, prepare. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Hello and welcome back to the Bears and Lions podcast. I'm packing everything up and preparing for a big move where I'm moving about 10 hours away to Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, in the process of packing, I've come across some of my old stuff, including this list that I wrote down when I was a manager for a cafe slash restaurant in like 2015, 2016. I call this list the six lessons of leadership, and I really hope you enjoy. So this is the six lessons of leadership. And this was a weird time in my life where I was kind of in a transition where I was working at one restaurant, about to move to another restaurant, to another city. It was with the same company and the same cafe franchise, but I wanted to kind of instill what the plan was when I go to this new cafe. And I wanted to compile everything I'd learned and I wrote these down and it's six points. And so I'll go through each one because I think that they're beneficial for any leadership and any business or any uh, type of goal that you have really is what is what is the way that you are planning this and then how are you executing it? Because that's really what I wanted to do is I wanted to instill a plan for me on how I wanted to execute going to this new cafe. And if you are listening and you're in school or you're working a job as an employee or you are in management, if you're listening and you have been in this uh, these shoes or, or this type of uh, situation, I hope you'll hear these and just be encouraged and then also take something away from it. So number one, it, it's this is the number one thing that I knew I needed to do is raise morale and staff the store. You cannot rebuild without clearing some debris. You also can't raise morale by cracking down too hard too fast. Pick your battles with the staff and focus on simple areas first. Once they see the value in what they're doing, then it'll be easier to get them to do the harder things. And, and this is true with every business is every business feels like it's understaffed and it goes through ebbs and flows, right? Where it's enough people and then understaffed, enough people understaffed. And part of the reason why is because people leave, there's turnover rates for reasons. Um, maybe it's management. In some cases it is management. In other cases, it's just because you develop good people, they leave to better jobs. Um, and that's not a bad thing, but it is, a stressor on employees. And one of the things that I learned was I would go into a new cafe and there would just be all this stress. And you'd have employees that were doing two, three person's jobs. I mean, they were doing three different people's jobs at the same time and they were crushing it, but they were stressed out all the time. And then you'd have other employees who are doing half of a job <laughs> and, and you, they would not do a full employee's job, no matter how hard you would incentivize it or anything. And so it became this balancing act of, okay, how do I get the people who deserve to work less or uh, less hard in a sense? Can I just get them to do one person's job? Cause then they're just going to be extremely uh, productive in everything that they do. And the reality is, is that it was this balancing act. So I knew that I couldn't crack down too hard, too quick. I needed to help people see the value in it. And this comes down to vision, right? Because as a manager or as a leader, you can have all the vision in the world, but if the people around you can't catch that vision, you're literally talking to a brick wall. You are, you are dono wall, just talking to a brick wall because they don't understand what you see. 
And if you could get them to see what you see, then it's going to impact how they actually work. And that was one of the things that I would do. Number one, that's what I wanted to do is I wanted to go in and show people how important this can be to them. And if they do a really good job, how it can set them up. Because I was always the manager who I was like, I want to be able to give you a stellar review or a stellar reference to your next job. I never wanted to hold people back. Of course, it's great to have really good people, but I always wanted to see people develop. Number two, set goals for the staff to accomplish and motivate them to complete them. The key to motivation is not dangling rewards, but in showing them how good they can be at their job and the impact it has on themselves inside and outside of work. Also, provide immediate feedback. People are more productive when they feel good about themselves. One of the best books I've ever read in my entire life is The One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard. It takes about 90 minutes to read, maybe even less if you're a, a quick reader. Very thin book, but it has so many nuggets, including the, the last one there. People are way more productive when they feel good about themselves. Catch people doing something good. And that was something that I learned uh, probably a year into managing and moving around for that restaurant uh, chain is, is that I needed to help people understand that this impacts down the road more than it impacts just right now. So people would show up to work and they would be in bad attitudes and they would be creating really bad work habits where they would just do a job, but not necessarily the full job that they could uh, they would not take it very serious because it was just a paycheck here and there. And I had a lot of teens and, and young 20s, and I was a young 20-year-old as well, but I would taken it serious and gotten to that point. But I had a lot of people who are around my age that I was leading, and I wanted them to understand that if they take this serious, when they're at work and they work really hard, it's going to pay off and pay in dividends outside of work. Their, their work ethic will bleed into everything in their life. So if they want to go back to school, if they want to work really hard on their relationship to make it work, if they want to work really hard on a dream that they have outside of work, that work ethic will carry with them. And that was something that I just wanted them to see that, yes, this matters. And so we I would incentivize things with like, hey, if I can help you understand the benefit of, of what we're doing here, at work, it's going to impact you in so many ways. So one of the things that we would do is if we could make a certain amount of money with a cafe, I knew that labor costs were a certain amount. Uh, food costs was a certain amount. And of course, rent, everything, power, etc. All of that is factored into it. But I was like, okay, if we're doing really well and our surveys are really good, this gives me the opportunity to give raises. Like, I want to give raises. And that was something that I was able to explain and teach a lot of the employees. And a lot of them really did a great job at the cafes that I worked at once they caught my vision um, or, or a vision. It wasn't always my vision, but it sometimes was. Number three, prepare. Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. You've probably heard that before. You can't learn to lead until you learn to follow. During that time of following is exactly where you're going to learn how to, one, relate to the issue. Two, prepare for the issue. Three, resolve said issue. It is so important to learn 
how to follow and learn the steps of what you are doing as an employee and learn how to follow in that management uh, vision or in that mode of, of whatever they need you to do. Because when you are in leadership, it allows you to draw from that. And one of the strong things that I had was I worked my way up from the lowest cafe employee to a trainer, to a supervisor, to an assistant manager, to a manager. Like I, I worked my way up and I remembered what it was like to be in their shoes. So every time I worked in a cafe, I was able to put myself in their shoes and relate to them. And I would help them and I would show them that, yes, I care, but yes, I understand what you're going through. And yes, I actually do understand what's happening on a daily basis. Now, here's how we would prepare for the issue is being able to step outside of just the ideas and, and say, okay, let's actually work on this and not just have a meeting about it or not just have a memo about it, but let's actually work on this like one at a time. So whether we needed to rearrange something to make it easier to get to or whether we just needed to rearrange some people on the schedule to make sure that everything was covered. We worked through that as a team all the way along. And the better you're prepared for it, the better you're going to do. And this goes for all business. This goes for all things that you're doing. We talked about preparation the other episode. Um, it's so important to to prepare and practice and really be ready. Number four, stay consistent. Flip-flops are not business attire for a reason. They are meant for the beach. And I also said for hippies. I'm not sure why. I think I watched a movie and that's why I said for hippies. Staying consistent means to learn how to control emotions and frustrations by always wearing your business shoes. If you shove your foot up somebody's ass with flip-flops, you just get crap all over your feet. Business shoes allow you to kick an ass every once in a while, but remind you that they're not, they're too nice, excuse me. They remind you that they're too nice to dirty up by shoving your foot in someone's ass. I had managers that just seemed like they enjoyed making life difficult. And anytime somebody would screw up, they loved laying into them. Like it just seemed like they enjoyed it. Like they just loved sticking their foot up their ass and saying like, oh, you did this wrong and, and it's your fault that you did this and I can't believe you would do that and that's why you're not going to get that raise. And it's it's like the the power trippy managers. And I, I, I had some of those managers. I worked with some of those managers. Where I was like, what is happening? Like you you don't need to do that. Now I can understand there are moments in, in time and every leader is going to have moments where they have to corral the troops. They have to hurt them a little bit and kick them in the butt and say, hey, we got to get to work. It, it's part of life. But having that mentality, we would know that certain people were going to be just having a bad day based on who, you know, if that manager was managing that shift. And I'm sure that you can relate with this. It, it, it's so important that you are in, in life. It is a, a detrimental thing to understand that you are on this planet to be able to build people around you. And if you are constantly power tripping, trying to lord over them, then you are cutting off the only rope that allows you a connection to see people succeed. 
and it puts you on this island where it's like i'm here you're there and when you succeed i'm just going to be over here still and it's great for that person because they can like block that out and just say you know what <laughs> i'm just gonna success is the only revenge as alex hermosi would say and they just move on but if, if you know people like that, if you have experienced that manager, please remember, don't wear flip-flops. Put on business shoes. Understand that that person is probably going through something or that is just how their personality is, which is probably because they've been through some traumatic things and they've never healed from them. So just walk away, work hard, and do the best you can. And remember... Every job is a precursor for the next job. That was one of the big things that I used to preach is every single job is a precursor for the next job. So if you don't like a job, still show up, still do a good job because the next job that you get is going to say, why'd you leave? Well, I was doing a great job. I just really wanted to move forward with my career. And I knew that I could do that here I really appreciate what this company stands for, and I'd really like to work here. Oh, great. It's not, oh, I had a manager who used to shove his foot on my ass. It, it's, it, it turns into a, I am developing and growing myself, and I'm driven, and I appreciate good companies. I've done research, and I know that this company is a great company to work for. All of a sudden, that interviewer is going to be like, oh, they have done some research. They know about us. That's really cool. Number five, laugh out loud. If you can't enjoy yourself to laugh out loud once a day, then the atmosphere is already too far gone. As a manager, you set the tone for your shift the moment you walk in that door. If you cannot find peace in your outside life, then at least create a place of peace in the workplace. Joy is a heal-all. People provide better service when they're having a good time. This is something I wrote because I was that man, I was that manager that would walk in the morning and I would sing, I would dance, I would be annoying. Even if I was exhausted, I would still do that and I would always do that. And in fact, one of the employees that I had, I'll never forget it. She gave me a note when I left that cafe and she said, when you first came, I thought you were annoying um, and I thought you were fake. But as I got to know you, I realized that that is just who you are. You are that person who's always going to try to bring a smile to us. And it impacted me uh, quite a bit because I realized that has so much more weight than you realize. So maybe you are the person who's always happy. Keep being happy. Keep, you know, allowing yourself, yes, you can have bad days. People saw when I had bad days, but I'll make sure that you carry that with leadership. That That's the price that leadership comes with, is being able to provide a tone that will lighten somebody else's day. So maybe somebody's gone through something extreme and they still have to go to work because they have to pay bills, right? There, There was a few times when that would happen where it's like, they can't just call out, even though I would have loved, I would have let them, but they needed to work because they had bills to pay. So they had to come in on tough days. And it was those days that I think are important for leaderships and, and people in leadership to step up and say, 
I know that today is going to be really hard, but we're with you and we're going to make sure that you are a part of this place of peace. Maybe everything's going on crazy outside of work and that is terrible and I'm sorry, but here you will be treated as family and we are going to be your peace and we're going to work hard and we're going to do a great job and it's going to be fantastic. And I just know that when I've had managers that have done that for me, it is quite incredible. Um, one of my managers, when my mom was in the hospital, uh, one of my managers and a couple of the people who I worked with were there for me. And thankfully my mom was okay. Um, at, and she's fully recovered. This was a long time ago, but during that process, I was freaking out and my manager, I still remember I got a text and my manager said, go, just go. Uh, we'll figure out every, don't even worry about it. Just go. And I will always remember that and, and appreciate that. Be somebody who creates peace. Be a leader and lead that mentality of peace and joy because people will be so much more productive when they know that it's a place where they can find peace and where they can have a good time. Number six, embrace obscurity. Now, this was a weird one, and I don't remember why I wrote this down, but I'm so glad I did. The definition of obscurity is the state of being unknown or obscure. Live to see the success of others and you will find success in the shadows. Every day is a chance to give someone else the power to do what you know you already can do. Train yourself out of a job. Train yourself out of your job, excuse me. Train yourself out of the job you're doing to take on a job that you're not. I'm going to say that again. This is a, a huge one. And I'm really glad that I wrote this down is embracing obscurity is so wild because it's not a, it's not one of those flashy things. It's literally, it's let other people get the glory. But what I've found is that when you see other people succeed, you will find success just through osmosis. And if you help 10, 20 people succeed and you're a common denominator between all of those other people see that. And that's something I learned. Every day is a chance to give someone else the power to do what you know you already can do. Train yourself out of the job that you're doing to take on the job that you're not. That is such a cool mentality. That is going to do it for this conversation. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Kyle Vaught. That's VS and Victor ATT. You can find me on Instagram and threads at Kyle underscore Vot VS and Victor ATT. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you like and subscribe. Uh, it'd be awesome if you share it as well. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure you hit that follow button and rate that. Five stars would be amazing. But regardless, I really appreciate each and every one of you listening. Remember to give grace, show love, and as always, stay a stellar. Peace.